0: Why is it st- that was wacky shack. Um, this is crazy I'm I'm getting audio publishing live through. There we go. That was weird that I kept like uh, doing a, a repeat of the intro music and playing it back to me through my own monitor and StreamYard. That was really strange. Anyway, welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> it's going to be a, an interesting day for sure. And that I am going to be doing a shorter show through my back out and uh being too good a father too good a father by the way the show is not brought to you by wawa i just happen to be wearing a wawa shirt but i'm always happy to endorse wawa uh delicious hoagies, wish they were out here on the west coast in la la land but yeah shorter show two things going on number one through my back out which blows racing around a botanical garden with this big wagon my kid was riding in. She wanted me to go real fast because kids love to go real fast. And, of course, the next day I get up to take a piss and my back seizing up in the bathroom on me you know, at four in the morning. So good times there. And also, uh, I just realized that with the time change, with the sun going down, it may not look that dark in here right now. It's 3.10 my time when I'm recording this. If you're watching the video, it doesn't look that dark, but trust me, it's getting very dark in here. (laughs) And now I thought I was going to be back in my house, my regular house, and uh, and have a studio set up instead of this temporary setup, which I'm still at in a rental house until my uh, home renovations are done. But looks like that ain't going to happen at least until mid-January now. Very depressing. Was hoping to be home for Christmas. Guess it's not going to happen. So I need to figure out a light situation here. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit tricky. So that's where I'm at. Hope everybody have, have a happy uh, Thanksgiving. I did not go out of town, did not talk to relatives, so I didn't have any fights. I went to a local steakhouse, which was fine, very expensive. And I'm trying to think, something did set me off at dinner, though. Something political did really piss me off that I was mumbling about uh, under my breath during our meal. I think it was just seeing some, some idiot walking around with a full mask on, you know, in the, in the restaurant eating with the full mask on their face, because we're being told by mainstream media that COVID is surging again. And by the way, over this past weekend, I know several friends who did get COVID. Why do I know that? Cause these assholes tested. Now I got in a tiff with a buddy of mine over this because he didn't come out to the bar to watch my Eagles play on Sunday, which, you know what? Fine. Um, If you don't feel well, stay home, right? But the fact that he knew he had COVID because he had tested, the fact that several other people had COVID really pisses me off. We're past the point where you need to test for COVID. Please, if you're hearing my voice, stop testing for COVID. It does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. It is essentially the same as getting the flu or a cold. That's what it is. Remember how the flu disappeared during COVID? Well, that's because COVID was the flu. COVID is the flu now, it was the flu then, and now people are testing all over again. The only thing testing does is get us closer to them trying to take back the you know, the freedoms that they ripped away from us before, which we, by the way, have without the state's permission, the freedom to trade, the freedom to interact with other people, the freedom to protest, the freedom of religion, all those things we have. And yet the government tried to rip them away from us, lock us in our houses, mask our children, cause horrible learning disabilities in a lot of children, horrible emotional development disabilities in children, setting a generation back where now studies have come out showing that the next generation who went through this, this three-year shutdown, doing irreparable damage to their education and their development, now they're predicting that they're going to be a drain on society. Now, I take that with a grain of salt. Because at the same time that I'm saying the only point in COVID testing right now, it's not any usefulness to the general population. It's not useful for me to know you had COVID. Stay home if you're fucking sick. The usefulness of testing for COVID and ordering these COVID tests is that it props up the regime and it props up the World Health Organization and it props up the United Nations and the adoption of this pandemic treaty, which is fucking evil. The pandemic treaty is evil. It has been put forth as essentially giving the World Health Organization the power to lock down economies to control what the health measures taken are during a quote-unquote pandemic, which can be literally anything. The definition of a pandemic falls now under a categorization as anything that poses an imminent or existential danger to humanity. Now that encompasses everything from climate change to Putin, to Hamas, I guess, right? Throw them all in there. Testing for COVID only gives more power back to the people who want to lock you in your homes and destroy your business and demonize you. The same people who are wrong about everything need you to be testing for COVID. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. Now, I talked about how uh, with the, the uh, oh God, I got off my, my train of thought here. Oh, the the loss of education, right? So, these studies have come out showing that there's a loss of education, a, essentially a lost generation that's going to have to be supported because they're predicting that these kids who went through this two plus years of being denied education and uh, social skills and development during the pandemic, well, they're now saying that their income levels, they're predicted. Wage earning is going to be deeply impacted, essentially a generation of low-level schlubs because they've been so impacted by the uh, radical steps taken during COVID. Now, is this true? I don't know. It might or might not be. You know, it depends on the parents. Probably, their ability to homeschool depends on the ability of the school systems to adapt. It depends on the kids themselves, and a lot of probably depends on their genes—whether they're smart, talented children or not—who have drive and will to succeed, or if they were always destined to be schlubs. The problem I have with a study like this that's saying a generation is going to be, you know, low wage earners—so watch out means that they are setting us up to support, said generation. They now have an excuse to say we need a universal basic income. And yes, I did see the article arguing that UBI was a great and wonderful thing and it was hilarious because it also mentioned that, oh one of the one of the great benefits of UBI is that you have an increased tax base. Yeah, so the government's going to give us free money taken from taxes and then tax the shit out of that money. Because now everybody that has a lower income is getting UBI, which boosts it up, and they're going to tax that too. <laughs> Don't you love it? Don't you love the taxation on taxation on taxation we've got going here? Levels of levels. Dante's seven levels of hell, right? Of taxation hell. So saying, though, that these kids are going to end up being low-wage earners essentially is is building into the mythology of the state, the fact that we have to support Three different, you know, uh, age groups, let's say the kids that are from 15 to 18 or maybe even 14 to 18, depending on what this study said, we're going to be this wage earning group that we have to support them, that we have to have UBI, that we have to have advanced wage placement programs, that we have to have social programs right we've got to have somebody building the roads to give these idiots a job because they didn't get their education correctly and they didn't develop properly to be able to work pl- work in the workplace and and uh, ascend that ladder it's just unbelievable but that's what they're setting us up for anyway to tie into this a uh, LA times just had a story come out And the timing of this is especially interesting because Gavin Newsom is set to debate Ron DeSantis Thursday. Now I do plan on watching that. I haven't really watched a lot of the previous debates. I read the transcripts because they watching the debates pisses me off, but I'll watch this debate. Am I going to be looking at Ron DeSantis' feet? You bet your ass I'm going to look and see if he has his high heels on, but I want to see a debate between DeSantis and Newsom. I have deep fears that Newsom is going to trample DeSantis because DeSantis is probably coming with facts and figures. And we know Gavin Newsom is a lying piece of garbage who will just make up the most damnably, I mean, factually inaccurate statistics or statistics that are so cooked to take a sliver of information that somehow makes them look right, aka anything they do with COVID where they showed that masks or vaccine rates had any impact on the disease, right? When we look at the slivers that they take, it's always very cherry-picked to show showcase this, and now we know that it was all bunk. Same thing with climate change, looking at a very specific era that doesn't take into account some of the the, you know, the global cooling or the much warmer eras in the past. Point being, I don't think Ron Sanders is going to come out of this that great. Gavin Newsom's a smooth-talking MFer, and Ronda Sanders has shown himself to be in public, on the debate stage, a little bit lacking in that era, and I hope that he's coming armed to this with more than just st- uh, facts and figures. He has to really take it to Newsom. He can't just play defense and stand on his record in Florida alone. He has to attack California's weaknesses, which there are many. Case in point, the LA Times article that just came out, showcasing what we all knew three years ago, namely that every single study—sorry, you want a sip of water here—every single study. Now, if you take into account the age-adjusted uh, mortality rate, and if you would add on even things like comorbidities, you know asthma, diabetes, et cetera, which, you know, which we know during COVID were a major factor in who died, well, California's premise that Gavin Newsom has been touting so strongly when questioned about COVID, about locking us down, about closing businesses, closing schools, to which he's, by the way, laughably saying, oh, that was up to, that was up to our local municipalities. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Gavin and his uh, cadre of imbeciles had for sure told people from the top down, you're going to close, you're not. And it was up to them to take a stand. Uh, He's going to point to uh, Orange County, which is just down about 45 minutes from where I live in Los Angeles. They refused to lock down. They refused his orders to lock down. They refused to put mandates in place. So he's going to say, well, you see, they didn't do it. They were the exception. Everybody else took their marching orders from Newsom, from the people who are in charge up there, from Barbara Ferrara, Ferrer, who has no degree in uh, in anything related to healthcare, to epidemics or epidemiology or anything like that. She's just a, a you know piece of garbage that worked away at the ladder. But this latest study shows that when the numbers are adjusted, right? The only Times, they they did their own measurements as well. When the numbers are looked at, let the death rates for both Florida and California adjusted for age because Florida has a vastly older retiree population and a vastly sicker population. When you take in things like morbid obesity, when you take in diabetes, when you take in comorbidities like very elderly people have that are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, which California has more than of any other state, you actually find that in per one study they reference, There is zero difference in the death rate between California and Florida. And in another study, if you do take in the comorbidities, because the one just looked at general death rate adjusted for age, if you take in the comorbidities, the California actually did 34% worse than Florida. This, again, is three years too late. But it comes at an interesting time for DeSantis, because this gives him ammo to take to this debate with Newsom from Newsom's own pet publication, the LA Times, which you'll recall went after Larry Elder as the black face of white supremacy in its pages when he was running against Gavin Newsom. If you ask me why this dropped right now, maybe it's an indicator that the LA Times is desperate for clicks and revenue because that paper is collapsing very quickly. Um, Its subscriber rates are down, its ad rates are down. It's imploding like much of the news media is. The typical standard news media. And because of its left wing coverage, you just don't have anybody on the right wing reading it anymore. Maybe they just need that boost. Or maybe they're turning on Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom's presidential aspirations are leaving California in the lurch. His trip to China was a joke and kind of paved and painted the way for another shot at this presidential run. So I don't, you know, the timing's bizarre to me that they are, are dropping it now, but obviously good for the LA Times. I guess maybe they're doing a stab at journalism <laughs> after all this time. So that was interesting. All right. Next thing I wanted to get into guys is, uh, as per the name of the, of the, the show here, Disney has formally admitted the wokeness is a element in their branding, in their content creation, in their overall scheme of things. Right. Cause they wanted to push you know, the, the future is fear. though, sorry. The force is female per Kathleen Kennedy. South Park episode, ripping her apart for what she's done with uh, Marvel and Disney has been fantastic. And also the fact that the attendance beyond those entertainment properties that are in film and TV and whatever else, the attendance rates have cratered at Disneyland, at Disney World, and Disney-owned themed properties because everybody out there is sick of their shit. Everybody's sick of being preached to. Everybody's sick of being uh, inundated with really just radical leftist ideology about the trans movement about, uh, and I remember that, you know, the trans don't say gay bill and sex education bill was the big fight between Disneyland and and really kickstarted the Disney to Santa feud, which had their benefits removed, which they're not factoring in this, in this report that I saw specifically, but losing that special status had to have impacted their budget beyond just the drops in attendance. So anyway, blaze has an interesting piece talking about a report that came out. Now, this is literally a report sent to Disney investors saying that there's culture wars have inflicted major impacts across the board and they warned of the risks wokeness presents to investors. Now, I'm not going to bore you with everything here, but they did say that they have dropped, well, actually, they had an increase in revenue of 7% versus 2022, but at the same time, they cut their cost uh, by quite a bit this year content creation because the content creation side of things you saw the marvels have one of the record worst openings for any marvel film and i believe also the second or the second week fall off from that initial opening weekend which was like 35 to 40 million dollars excuse me 40 yeah 35 to 40 million dollars it now dropped second weekend from that i think something like 72 percent. so this movie now it, it costs something like 270 million dollars to make it's now projected domestic box office is like going to be hundred million. And then you add on, you know, a tepid global marketplace, you're looking at a massive loss. Now, I don't know if that takes into advertising costs, uh, distribution costs or whatnot. If so, that's another $70 million. So Marvel took a massive bath pushing this female, you know, female first Woke leftist agenda, fight the patriarchy, rah, rah, rah. Everybody's got to be color swept, swapped and uh, sex swapped. And we're going to put no, you know, nothing but gay characters and all this other shit they're doing. It bombed every property they've launched outside of maybe a couple of the star Wars titles, like the Mandalorian had been doing well, that kind of cratered its second season. Um, Obi-Wan was a flop. Miss Marvel, huge flop. Nobody watched it. I think it's the least watched series on Disney outside of Willow, which they had to pull because of tax purposes, because nobody watched it and hated. So they've cut back drastically on content creation. Now they have said within this, this article, or sorry, within this report, that, here we go, we face risks relating to misalignment. I love that phrase, misalignment, (laughs) guys, with public and consumer tastes and preferences for entertainment, travel, and consumer products, which impact their demand for our entertainment offerings and products and the profitability of any of our businesses. Our businesses create entertainment travel and consumer products whose success demands substantial and consumer tastes and preferences that change in unpredictable ways. Now I would say that nothing about this was unpredictable. I would say that Disney's cadre of Harvard educated woke leftist uh, you know leadership, they had been so insular in the bubble that is Hollywood that they don't understand who they're selling to anymore. And this is kind of a, an overall theme you see in all entertainment. They the people creating the content don't really know, number one, what's good anymore. And I said this before, Justin, in being in the business as a you know, trying to get a film made, trying to get people to buy in on a concept that's not this leftist agenda drivel is very difficult because everyone is looking solely for that. And I can tell you examples from writing contests, from producer emails that go out. Everybody's looking for the same thing. Underrepresented, diverse voices, not from white straight men, right? Which for me is not great. But what happens is that you've got content being created for a niche marketplace. Because the people, you know, they say write what you know for a reason. The people coming out that are, you know, a black lesbian with a trans husband That person is not going to be writing for your mainstream audience. And naturally, it doesn't, you know, you hope that this person isn't going to write something that's just purely a pandering, you know, the Pandaverse style type of content for her own niche or his own niche or its own niche. You want them to be writing content that's accessible to everyone, but that's not what they've done. Instead, they put out these Pieces of garbage that are unwatchable to anybody outside of the bubble. I mean, examples I gave before of, of canceled shows on like Netflix was like Queer Force, I think it was called, which is like a bunch of gay superheroes uh, that worked for the FBI that were mad because they were put to the side because they were so different, and you know, the entire concept was, hey, look at all these, you know, they t- they're like all the checkboxes we can check Let's put them all in one show, but it's never funny. It's never good. It's never accessible to people because. I'm sorry. If you want me to sympathize with you, you can't at the same time be telling me all the time that I'm the piece of shit. It doesn't work. This is why my issue with the Simpsons canceling characters like a poo makes no sense. If you want people to sympathize with a character to understand a diverse point of view, you need to give them something accessible. You need to give them a character that's likable that they can rally behind that isn't just going to be patronizing to them. They have to be somebody that you can associate your life with and see the world through theirs and see what your commonality is. And none of these shows do a good job of providing that. Instead, they have people yelling at you and quipping like the Marble, Marvels about how men are so stupid and how ladies are gonna rule the world. And you know, if you're a man, why do you wanna see that? And if you're a woman, you roll your eyes. Maybe there's some people out there at this point that are going, yeah, but it's not an original message. It's not a fun message. It's not a funny message. And it's not a true message anymore. Women have more opportunities than they've ever had in, in the history of America. They are beyond now what men, you know, the average woman, if she actually stays in the workplace, out-earns the males because of all the incentives put into place here. When you take away the you know, the choices in work opportunity, in which industry category you go into, in time off, there's zero difference between men and women. And as I said, women now are making more money than men. There's also, by the way, more women out there than men. I don't know, this entire thing is just so stupid to continuously harp on, but that's what Disney has been doing. So I love this misalignment that they apparently just didn't see coming. Who could have seen this coming where our people are sick of us telling them that they suck shit? Who could have seen this coming where 1% of the population, let's say the trans population, less than 1%, making content that constantly is pushing this one tiny niche on people who, by the way, have virtually zero interaction with anybody trans to give a shit about them, pushing that agenda nonstop. You don't think people are going to go, I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to watch it. I don't care. Of course, it's a risk to your business. Disneyland had a man working in the little girl's beauty princess makeup shop, whatever it's called, the pretty, pretty princess Cinderella, Cinderella experience, With a fucking mustache, a man in a dress with a mustache on at the door to it. You don't think that people are going to go, you know what, man, even if I'm on board with what the whole movement stands for, you know, be yourself in the privacy of your own home or whatever. I don't think it's right to have a man with a mustache standing at the front of the princess dressing gown area in the full regalia here. Because as I said, then I'll reiterate it now. There is a sexual aspect to a lot of what goes on with cross-dressing. In fact, that's usually how it starts. So to say that this is an innocent thing, that this man just wants to wear a pretty, pretty princess dress, you got to make a lot of presumptions there. That's kind of like the exception, not the norm. Especially when you're clearly still presenting yourself as a man. You got a full mustache and short hair. Getting down a long path it's nice to see Disney acknowledge that they are misaligned with the population and to frankly tell their investors there are great risks to what we're doing. So I would presume they're going to try to go the other way with this. However, recent statements, you know, Kathleen Kennedy still having a job. It makes me think that that's not the case. The fact that the new uh, Avengers in the works, the young Avengers is like five young chicks that nobody can give a shit about and Black Captain America and of course, all the chicks are from very diverse backgrounds. <laughs> uh, makes me think that they haven't learned the lesson, but maybe that shift's sailed. Maybe there's just no way to, to write that and turn it back around. I don't know. But I think this is a, an overall correcting of the marketplace. You're also seeing, by the way, at the same time that Disney's acknowledging risks to their portfolio, to their brand in general, you're also seeing a massive nosedive in green energy stocks, right? These stocks that have been pumped up and propped up by retail investors, by private investors group, but then you've at the same time you've got Vanguard stepping up and saying we're not going to invest in this crap anymore. We're over it. It's not profitable. You know, we we, we feel like we were, we had to do it. Um, no longer, no longer going to do it. You've got people suing because of their retirement fees being put into these woke left agenda stocks, right, and losing money every time. I talked to you already on the show about how windmill farms, the people that create these windmills, lose money, something like 8% on every single one, and yet what we're supposed to be investing more money in them? There does come a time where you hit the wall from a corporate perspective where you just can't lose that much money. Victoria's Secret, another example. They got rid of the angels, the hot, sexy angels that everybody loves. seeing, Women and men alike, aspirational for women, aspirational for men. Women want to be it, men want to do it. But they lost something, you know, like they were bleeding billions of dollars. So this, this year they said, we're not doing it anymore. We're correcting ship. This is what the market can achieve, right? We're seeing it in action. The market is speaking. And some people really piss me off by saying that this is somehow cancel culture in action. Cancel culture actually because I was arguing with a buddy of mine. He said, Are you gonna drink Bud Light now that they fired the marketing executive responsible for the Dylan Mulvaney, you know, co-branding thing, which just pissed me off and only, on every level? I'm not gonna go back into that. I've talked about it on the show multiple times. I said, No. So I don't want the CEO fired before I would go back and drink a Bud Light product. Because the CEO was just as complicit in the non-apology, non-responsibility tour and accusing, if you'll remember. During the backlash against Bud Light promoting its content and promoting this this fucking LARPer, Dylan Mulvaney, who's one of the most obnoxious people and characters to ever grace the green earth. During the backlash, the CEO instead blamed the consumer. Didn't say, you know what, we messed up. That was dumb. Yeah, we don't need to get involved in this deeply political action with this fucking goofball. Instead of saying whoopsie daisies, and firing the people in marketing. and saying, we'll write the ship. Instead, this guy accuses the consumers of buying into misinformation. One of the most poisonous terms ever created, a, a weasel term created by other weasels in order to never admit wrongdoing. And if you look how often misinformation is used, It's always used in the same way. It's always used by government and corporations in order to obfuscate, in order to deflect any taking of responsibility, to defend any actions, even those that are absolutely indefensible, a.k.a. the censoring of free speech. You name it, misinformation is the cause. I don't have much more to say on that. Next thing, because this is a perfect segue, let me talk to you about this Irish law. Ireland's Green Party senator is uh, is defending the incitement to violence or hatred and hate offensive bill. Now, this is from 2022, but it, it is uh, basically coming to a vote now. So let me show you her statements on this bill, which effectively is seeking to criminalize memes, to criminalize um, any ownership of what they determine to be hateful material that Where could incite violence. All law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Yeah. Restrict those freedoms for the common good. Restricting, I seem to recall quite a bit of freedoms being restricted for the common good. Let me think. During times of war, during the quote-unquote war on terror, right, where the Patriot Act restricted our freedoms for the common good. During COVID, of course, well, Everybody's freedoms were restricted for the common good with very few exceptions, Sweden being one of them. So, while well, they have, while well, we have a constitution, that could be, you know, we can't offend other people. Sorry, I had to do the Irish accent. Sorry for any Irish viewers. The language in this bill, by the way, is intentionally vague, as every government bill is. It doesn't specifically say, oh, well, you can or can't own 12 offensive memes. You know, they leave it broad so that you can't know what the government's going to come after you for. And that's intentional, right? This is the exact same thing about, quote unquote, extremist thought, where we know here domestically, the government, the FBI, targeted people that were essentially libertarian, conservative, anything outside of the, the, the dogma of left-wing ideology as, quote unquote, extremists. You were labeled as such. The FBI tracked your accounts. The FBI worked with social media companies. The FBI is creating profiles. They are going into your bank records, right? Remember, Bank of America is being sued currently by our government, by Jim Jordan, specifically heading up this uh, subpoena of information and looking into Bank of America giving the Democrats and this, uh, this investigation of the January 6th committee bank records on who bought what when if they happen to be around January 6th and in that region. Unbelievably fucked up. These crazy Irish. Which, what? By the way, what happened to the Irish? The Irish. By the way, I'm Irish. I'm half Irish, right? The Irish are known for having ribald sense of humor, being drunk, you know. And yet, we see there's no sense of humor left in Ireland. You know, some of the some of the greatest uh, wits came out of Ireland. Oscar Wilde is Irish. He's Irish. Irish or Scottish? Believe Irish. Some of the greatest comedy writers in the United States came out of Irish background because there's a culture there, um, you know, coming out of the famines, coming out of some hard living for a long time, coming out of wars, being conquered, taking part in <laughs> Scotland and England you know, being part of the UK. Similar to why Jews are, are known to be funny, hard times create hard people, right? And you get senses of humor out of those hard times very often reflecting in we have to have a way to laugh at anything. We have to have an understanding that while things are bad, while things are, you can still say mean things because that's how you fight through. Sometimes that's how you laugh at, at situations. And I think this latest bill, number one indicates that Ireland's fucking lost its sense of humor. It's lost its mind Um, because so much of what we have, as far as communication goes, does cross the Rubicon of hate speech. And honestly, how people you know, express their frustrations with the world we live in often comes in very cruel jokes. Now, Ireland just had a stabbing spree where children, I think it was five children, were stabbed by a Muslim refugee, and it caused massive protests in Ireland. This is why this bill is coming back to the surface again. Massive. Protests, riots in Dublin because of this stabbing. Because the people of Ireland are looking around, they're saying, you know, we've lost our collective mind here. We're importing all of these refugees who I've talked about this numerous times. When you have a society that is essentially um, aligned both racially and culturally, and then you just airdrop in hundreds of thousands of refugees, maybe tens of thousands, into major cities who have zero. Tolerance for your culture, zero intent on becoming a part of that culture, or in finding uh, mutually, you know, crossover as far as mutual beliefs, mutual interests, etc. And you bring an aspect of poverty of uh, you know home cultures that might be more violent and intolerant of depression and poverty. Well, you're going to have problems. And now you have this added in you know conflict that's going on between the Western world and Hamas or just the broader arabic world or muslim world and you're seeing it bubble over in ireland in ireland i don't even know what the fuck ireland's doing as far as any actions supporting israel i'm i'm sure that they've said that israel needs to be supported and and that they are uh, they stand close by them being a you know an ally of the united states but when these people take to the streets and protest instead of saying you know what this is pretty fucked up that this these five kids got stabbed you know, maybe we should try to fix this problem. Maybe we should look at what the cause of this problem is. Instead of saying the people have a point, instead they say, well, this is due to racism. As if all of the people in Dublin have decided that they're racist all of a sudden. And it just coincidentally happens right after uh, a Muslim dude stabs five children. It's racism, and now we have to combat it. We have to find where hate speech lives. You're not allowed to make jokes or have memes that might impact a racial group and make them feel bad about those. Lives. I mean, do you listen to the stupidity of this woman and her speech? If you make somebody feel really bad about those lives, like do they, if you make people feel really bad about themselves, the little fucking leprechaun. That's grounds for arrest, for fine, for imprisonment. We're to the point now. Western culture has reached a point of making somebody feel bad about themselves is a crime. I mean, that's next level. That's next level evil. That's next next level nanny state garbage. And of course, completely subjective in every single possible way, completely subjective. So it makes it very easy to target your enemies because, well, what if you're making somebody feel really bad that just happens to be politically aligned with your party? Well, these people are clearly full of hate. They need to knock on their door. They need to be handcuffed and towed away. It's just, it's despicable. All right. Speaking of race, let's wrap on this. Uh, speaking of hate filled people, Deadspin noted super left wing column uh, or a sports website. Deadspin has a new article up attacking a Kansas city chiefs fan who dared to paint his face red on one side and black on the other side. The team's colors, and wear an Indian headdress because he's a Chiefs fan. They're called the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a uh, Indian-style, Native American-style arrow or spear on their helmet. They did not change the name because Chiefs isn't an insulting name in any way, right? They're the Chiefs. They're the head of the tribe. Okay. This dickhead writer for Deadspin, his name is Karen J. Phillips. And of course, he's award winning because if you're a, a black writer, you get a prize. Like Oprah said, you get a prize and you get a prize and you get a prize. So this dickhead, because they showed this kid in the crowd, super fan, decides that he's going to screenshot it and he's going to write a big article complaining about how this is not just racist, but double racist because it's blackface and it's redface. So here's what his this little excerpt says from Deadspin. It takes a lot of res- uh, takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on a Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native Americans at the same time. This is what happens when you ban books, wank wank, stand against against criminal race theory, sorry, critical race theory, and try to erase centuries of hate. Shouldn't you tr- try to erase? Aren't we trying to erase centuries of hate? I'm pretty sure that's what we've been trying to do for the past 60 years. It just doesn't seem to be doing anything under this current paradigm that the, uh, the state and leftists have been using. In fact, it seems to have made things much worse, right? We're the most divided politically, racially, more than we've ever been in uh, the past 50 years. And yet... All of our policies keep doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on race education, on calling everybody fucking racist in the media and and on teaching, you know, uh, social courses and giving people degrees in diversity and equity and giving them degrees in uh, black, trans athletics and whatever the fuck else stupid bullshit you're making up. Seems like trying to erase the divisions of hate hasn't worked, but we're still trying to erase hate. So this guy's. You know, terrible writer, obviously. This award-winning writer makes no sense. But banning books? Nobody's banning books, you imbecile. This is, you know, Again, these people write, write blatant lies based on ignorance and then use them to make these grandiose statements that this kid, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Rooting, by the way, for black players, right? And in football, 75% of the people are black that are playing the game, right? I would say conservatively 75% of NFL players are black. So clearly this racist against black chiefs fan who he clearly hates Patrick Mahomes for being mixed race, despite the fact that he's won several super Bowls for him. He dressed up not to be a fan of the team that he went to Las Vegas to see with his family, presumably unless this kid's a, a card counting magician that I don't even know his six-year-old fucking rain man prodigy gets 21 every time. Don't know how he does it. So this kid obviously is super racist and he decided to find, find a way to hate black people and Native Americans. It's shit like this that drives you up the wall. And as I said, doesn't help race relations. You're going to find racism if you look for it. And that doesn't mean it's there. It just means you're going to find it. It's, I, I've used this illustration many times. I'll say it Again. Here's a good example of what these these people like this piece of shit Karen J. Phillips have done to our culture. I've never, never before I moved, you know, within the last maybe five years to Los Angeles, you know, walking down. I I'm right now staying in a community that is majority black and Hispanic, right? Where I where my regular house is, probably 50-50. Where I'm living right now is probably 70, 70, 30, right? Um, black people, Hispanic people to white people. I'm I'm definitely the minority. <laughs> and walking down the street, I never used to think about this in any way, shape or form until the last few years because of this emphasis on making everybody see race first and be critical and is where you, you find it, right? Because you're trying to find it. I never used to think about how long do I have to wait uh, before I look up and acknowledge a random black person walking down the street, right? Typically, maybe I'd ignore him. Maybe I wouldn't even acknowledge him at all. Maybe I look up at the last second and I give a nod. Maybe I look at him a little bit farther away and, you know, see, okay, there's a guy coming my way. I'm looking at maybe he's got a dog. I don't know. But the thing is, now I got to worry about the timing of all this. If I'm insulting to this black man by keeping my eyes down a certain time and then just looking up, or is he thinking that because he's black and I'm white and I'm looking at him as he's coming down the block, that I'm sizing him up to see if he's going to stab me. Or maybe if I don't acknowledge him, and I decide I'm just going to walk by this guy and not even do anything because I don't fucking know him. Who cares? He doesn't know me. That if I don't acknowledge him, that I'm a racist. Or maybe if I acknowledge him and I say, Hey, what's up, man, that this guy's going to say, look at this white guy. Cause he's, cause he's trying so hard. You know, that's just racism too. Cause he knows I'm black. That's the only reason he said hi to me, right? All of these fucking scenarios, by the way, I guarantee happen every day. Why, why do I have to think about this shit anymore? Because of assholes like this moron, Karen J. Phillips. Because we've been taught and inundated with this propaganda to make us see skin color more than anything else, and this jerk off can't just let a kid be a kid. And I hope he gets a shit suit out of him, just like Nicholas uh, Sandman sued CNN and whatever else, you know, New York Times, all this. I hope this dickhead gets sued as well for trying to paint this kid as a racist because he decided to come out and support a football team. Can you imagine this kid, by the way? This kid's just trying to have fun watching football. And this guy singles him out. Now his family is probably getting bothered. Now there's a media circus around this kid. Now the kid's got to go to school and address questions from his teammates, maybe his teachers. Now maybe the school takes some actions to ban, right? Regal, you're not allowed to face paint Because supposedly this little kid's a racist. Meanwhile, the real racist is this, this writer for only seeing skin color, for actively looking for, re- for reasons to call people racist and for believing that putting on face paint, black face, which by the way, have any of you ever seen a, a black person that was actually black? Painted deep, dark black? I haven't. It certainly seems to be more racist if it was brown, not a Kansas City Chiefs color. Maybe then you have an argument. This kid's, he's in brown face. Considering he's in the team colors, one half black, one half red, you probably should just shut the fuck up. Let this kid enjoy his life. Pathetic. All right. That's it. I ain't got no more. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please do hit the notify button if you're on YouTube. As you know, I'll continuously tell you this, we are shadow banned. Yeah, we've got 6,500 subscribers. None of you guys ever see it unless you hit the button. You got to hit notify because we've been shadow banned for so very, very long. Make sure you hit that button so you know when we post new videos. Uh, We're on Rumble as well. Of course, find us there. If you don't mind, subscribe to the Lions of Liberty Network podcast. If you don't like John's show on Mondays, Finding Freedom, shame on you. But you can just subscribe to Mean Age Daydream as well. We've got three options there. Lions of Liberty Network. You get all the shows, including Meme Wars on Friday. We will be back this week. We took last week off for the holiday. But I've got like seven spicy hot memes sure to inflame your pubic hair if you want to tune in that's gonna be on friday usually we do that at 2 p.m eastern uh but you'll get all three in the feed if you just like to hear it through your earbuds. So subscribe. Please give us a nice rating. If you're on iTunes, if you're on Spotify, that really helps us out. And of course, you can join us at support the show, patreon.com forward slash lions of liberty or lionsofliberty.locals.com. Get my good morning fuckhead rants. You get secrets, lies, and cover ups. You get degenerate gamblers, our gambling show we talk every week about our sports picks and what happened to us. That was terrible over the week. All right, that's it. All right, guys. Thank you. From me. Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty Network. For me and Age Daydream, keep those electric eyes on me, babe. Keep that ray gun to my head.